Welcome to the transition episode 51. Alex Kaprinsky, Demetri Williams in the studio once again. Oh, we, I'm, I, I can't, I didn't have as much energy as I would have liked going into this podcast, but we listened to some Me since neither. 99. Listen to that since 99 and then we're back. <laughs> all of a sudden it just it just took right off. I'm telling you, since 99 is we're going to have him on this podcast. We probably could get since 99 on this podcast if we uh if we reached out to him. I think we could swing that. But um, you know, next something episode. to think. I was going to say maybe next episode we do that. That would actually be really dope. <laughs> um, but here we are, episode 51. Last week was a fairly short episode. Um, we only touched on what the Grammys and Benny and that was pretty much it. But we have a lot to talk about this episode. So I'm not going to do too much fluff. I'm not going to do too much talking. We're just going to hop right into it. But before I do, I was good. How was your week? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very, very fast, but it was good. This week went by like oddly, oddly quick just because there was so too much quick. stuff. Yeah, there was so much stuff going on that. I don't even know. It was a complete blur. I'm glad it's Friday though, and I'm gonna be sleeping for 15 hours tonight. Friday it is. It yeah. was. It was a solid week. Uh, like you were saying, another quick one. They're all quick at this point. I've noticed. So we're just skirting right through the uh, through the months here onto the um, onto the month of April as of next week, which is really ridiculous when you think about it. Like 2021, we're already four months in. Like, why? Yo, they, scheduled, they scheduled our graduation this week. Whose graduation? Our graduation, like my graduation, like 2020, 2020 St. Joe's did. Wait, wait, how did they schedule your graduation? Well, they canceled last year. And oh, then, you never graduated? Like, not technically. Like, we never got, like, an actual oh, graduation. Oh, that's shysty. Yeah, so apparently come October, they will have something. We're not sure what it is. Are you actually going to pull up for that? Dude, I don't know why they picked October, man. Like, <laughs> Bro, I'm not pulling up in October to graduate a year later. Dude. What? Uh, well, like, I have friends that are going to different schools and, like, that didn't graduate last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. And they're doing, like, a week separate between, like, the class of 2020 and the class of 2021. So they'll do, like, 2021 weekend yeah, and the next week. Yeah, that's weekend. fine. Like, that makes sense, right? But <laughs> they you have got decided... October. Yeah, they decided to choose October in the why. Well, we know how wise Mark Reed is, right? So, <laughs> Mark Reed is a very wise man. Yeah, um, I don't fearless leader. That fearlessly, he's he's something. Um, I I don't understand that though. To be to reschedule it to October just seems very. I have no I, idea. I don't know what advantages that gives us. I don't know. Maybe they're hoping by October you can do in person attendance, like just straight up people in a large outdoor space together and that's not going to be an issue like concert style but i don't know you know i was actually and we can touch on this real quick and then we can get started to what we actually need to talk about but i was talking to someone <laughs> today yeah i was talking to one of my coworkers today and they were asking about the vaccine and how much um I, I guess how much like security or how much peace of mind it gives me am i the only one in the camp of like this vaccine kind of doesn't really change like how I'm going to be living my life for the next year. Like even if I get it like tomorrow, I'm wearing a mask everywhere. I've made that decision already. I was going to say, I feel like I've already went too down the road of like self-isolation and like quarantine, like soft quarantining slash wearing a mask everywhere to like, I'm probably not going to stop doing this until like 2023. At least, well, like inside, like I'm cool with like people outside if they are the vaccine. I don't know if I. I, uh, I still think you got to have that mask on. You can still you be a carrier so? with the vaccine, I believe. No, yeah, but like like both. Yeah, I guess you're right. If both parties have it and we're like younger, I would feel a little bit better. But inside like a building, <laughs> yeah. When will he learn that the COVID nineteen doesn't discriminate? <laughs> Everybody can get this work. <laughs> it's it's a it's a sad fact i don't know i i i guess that's just the point of like it makes you feel better like hey i probably won't die like if i if i have this vaccine like it's, it's a it's gonna be a nice uh safeguard but at the same time it just feels like i don't know like my life has been like altered for the foreseeable future and it's like even if you have a vaccine that's like 75 80 percent effective like New strands coming out every other week. All this other stuff going on. It's I don't know. It's just so unpredictable. It, it's it's interesting to me to see how some people get in there. Just like all right, time to hit up the clubs. Time to hit up like all yeah. the places I used to. I'm just like, well, that's nuts. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't understand it. It seems a little. 
a little bit too gung-ho. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I was curious as to how you were thinking about it, though. Just came to my mind. <laughs> Are you going to say anything? <laughs> I didn't know if that was a question. That, that was that was the cue for you to jump in, my friend. <laughs> Alex is just nodding, staring at me approvingly. I'm like, uh, all right. Moving Bro, that, right is, that is going to be some fun silence. <laughs> I was going to say, the listeners are going to enjoy that one. I'm leaving right, that in but, there, too. I'm not editing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. I mean, I talked... <laughs> I talked about this. I talked about this for when I moved to like the city, though. Too like there will. Ne- I don't think there'll be a time ever where I will go on public transportation without a mask anymore. It'll probably gonna oh, be five. Ever. It it's at least gonna be five years before I'm feeling comfortable. Do yeah, I think? Do sure. that? Well, they've been doing that in Asia for like if they're in like large groups. I was gonna groups. say that's that's already been a thing over there. So. Yeah. So this I'm like I usual. I am very happy to bring that over to uh to the United States and just roll with that. First of all, that should na- be a thing. Well, it's nasty in the first place, dude. Like, it is very like, nasty. Forget pre COVID. Forget COVID. It's disgusting anyway. So it's like <laughs> I don't know. I'm not upset now that that can be like a social norm and acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's not I'm, weird I'm, anymore. I'm, like oh yeah, look I'm, at that kid <laughs> with a mask on. Yeah, he I'm happy. He's better now. than us. Let's take his money. Dude, there <laughs> used to be people that would get on the subway with like a paper towel and like hold the uh hold the i don't blame them no and i was like i i get it man dude you know how many people have coughed sneezed and yeah, just it's gross. on on those oh my goodness and it, what always used to get me was the people who would fall asleep like oh yeah the, the people who fall asleep on like the subway i understand you're tired after work but i don't know you don't know what's gonna happen on like a new york subway or a philadelphia Never subway know. or whatever like someone could just easily come and just stab you because they just felt like it that's yeah, that's can, not out of the ordinary whatsoever. So cannot be caught lacking on the. Uh, <laughs> you cannot. You are you are going to be dealt with if you get caught lacking on subway in any major mel- metropolitan city. Yeah. Uh, at least in the U.S., it's it it's not sweet over here. Um, I don't know. And in terms of germs and danger, the it's just uh, you got to take as many precautions as you can. I feel like. So with this vaccine coming out, I hope people don't lose their minds. That's that's my um. That's my my piece on that. But anyway, in terms of the things that we came here to discuss in what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking we're talking about a lot of things, actually. So we have a few options <laughs> what we can dive into here. You want to you want to start talking about Chance first? Because he's like the I think the we have one to. just to get out the way. Chance, the rapper. Is he back? I need you. See, I'm not fair. You can't ask me that question because there was always something that I think was there. He dropped one of the worst albums of the past decade. I mean, but you before that, him like no other when he dropped that album. So well, I feel terrible. like I have to ask you. Is he I mean, back? it was horrible, but yes. Oh my goodness! I mean, he won't stop. <laughs> I mean, he, he released a track what called "Heart in the Tongue," I believe, on YouTube, not right. on any streaming services. Don't no, know sir. why. It's not on any streaming services, but he, he dropped. And he tr- would have ran up some nice little streams off that, but the YouTube views are that's fine. Yeah, uh, self direct. Yeah, self directed video, very cool video Love as well. That. So he did he did good on that as well, but kind of a return to form. Um, Ooh, I love that. Kind of, kind of a return to form. It feels very, very uh, not necessarily acid rap esque, but. Uh, but kind of we're not that we're we're not that far in the clear yet are we (laughs) well it's like it's like it's it's different right it's more of i think a coloring book type uh a coloring book type sound if i had to kind of pinpoint as to what he was going back to but great sample kind of a return to lyricism as well he lost there was still just straight up rapping yeah there was still some there was still some bars that were like quasi cringy in there there were a couple but always, over always got to have those in there huh yeah overall though like much more i don't know just like an actual like hip-hop track it was not like this pop rap garbage that he did for new day it was just a legitimate just straightforward sample the big day and, by the way uh, what did i say the new day <laughs> I don't what know. he did on New Day. That's <laughs> I how I know that you did not like that project. <laughs> yeah, it, it was horrible. So this was, I'm really excited because whenever he drops his next project, whatever it may be, whether it be a mixtape or an album, I will be the first in line at midnight to uh, to listen to that. So and Just like that, he's got Alex back on his side. All it took yo, was one song. One of my favorite artists of all time, man. If we get rid of uh, that garbage album between Acid Rap and Coloring Book, 
Yeah, I know, but it's, I try it's to permanently just, ingrained. I try, I try to delete it from my mind. But between the two, the two previous ones, they were incredible. So if he can kind of bring that magic back and forget the commercial crap that he tried to go with, I think I think there could be something there. What are your thoughts? I thought it was good. I thought it was really good, actually. I, I let me Let's give him go. His, his credit. Um, it because it was just straight lyricism. It was just straight rapping. There was no frills. There was no extracurricular things that we don't need in a rap song. It was just him with some really cool art direction with a really cool concept rapping about the heart and the tongue, their relationship and uh, how that kind of works in his life and how he kind of sees it playing out. I mean, it's been a week since I listened to this track, so I don't remember bar for bar um, things that I was enjoying, but I do remember that it was you just hit play and then you could just sit there and listen to him rapping. And that sounds very obvious because, okay, this is a rap song, but so many artists is just like they try to do this and that and all this extra stuff that really doesn't need to be in a song that's just a single like keep it simple keep it good don't mess it up by adding so many things that don't need to be in there it was simple it was straightforward it was good it was it was tight it was sharp um all of those synonyms so <laughs> he's back <laughs> I, on I his it. uh he's back on his jesus s-h-i-t as oh, well no. He's Which, not. He's not. He's. He, I don't think he's back on that tier yet. I mean, no. In, he, in no. He, opinion, that's this is some of the best that he sounded. But I don't no, really no. like Chance the Rapper to begin with. But oh, I mean, I mean, when I say that, I mean he was. I don't know. He was more like he was back to the god. Oh. He, there were some gospel bars in there. Saying. As far as yeah. the Lord, the Lord was name dropped multiple times. The good book the, was referenced. <laughs> the yeah. good book, and I think there's a Punches Pilot reference in there as well. He referenced so, a lot of stuff in here, um, which, it, and I, I like that. It was dense. No, when he, I don't know, when he kind of goes back to his gospel, I think, roots, which is what a lot of Coloring Book was, and he had some great remixes there, I guess, great versions of tracks off of Life of Pablo. I think he had a, a gospel version of Waves, and he mm. also had a... Ultralight Beam, or no? Mm, well, that was a very gospely verse mm-hmm. as well, but there was also another, I think, uh, Famous, actually, he mm. he had some some of the same influences on there that did not get released. Hopefully, they'll get released at some point, but One I day. think that's, yeah, that's kind of the, the bag, the, I guess, like we were talking about with Chica, that's the vibe and the lane that he should be striving to get towards and kind of back that's where he makes his best music so it's, i was you took the words right out of my mouth i was gonna say that's where he's best so why not stick to i, I mean i understand wanting to to go outside of the box but why not predominantly stick to where you are your best it's like those players in the nba that oh he can score 25 points if he just played in the post more and then he decides to shoot threes don't don't do that don't do that. Just yeah. just do what you're just do what you're good at, and and make the best music you can make instead of making subpar music that's much be- way below your your um your actual talent level. Because I mean, yeah. the big day was awful. The new terrible. day was awful as well. Horrible whichever album. whichever one it was, both of them just terrible. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He feels authentic with this kind of music too, which yeah. is different. I think that's the difference between Kanye and Chance when it comes to this kind of music as well. One feels very yeah, authentic, that's many while the other between both of them. But <laughs> yeah, but they're both they they both try to. I think well now, especially Kanye, they both are probably going to enter into this kind of quasi Christian gospel hip hop lane and. It, Don't ask me how Kanye has uh, MacGyvered his way in there. I mean, granted, he's kind of laid the seeds, laid the seeds in previous album, especially on um, high school dropout or college dropout, rather. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he laid those seeds way back when. So I, I, I guess it makes sense that he's able to come now in 2020 and get what do you get the best um like best contemporary Christian, Christian album I think at the Grammys. yeah something like yeah. that. It, it makes sense that he's able to do that. But then you think about Kanye in actuality, and it's, it's like what. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's Dude, like you're like it, you're terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, no. Well, Chance to Bed is best on tracks like "How Great" off of Coloring Book with Jay Electronica. Like that kind of gospel, kind of hip hop fusion is really, really interesting. And I think it's that interesting because it is so authentic and kind of what he. I don't know. You, he's very believable as to what he's saying when you listen to a Kanye album with the same kind of uh the -hmm. same kind of themes it's not nearly it's not nearly as believable so it's Mm -hmm. like i think that's a huge part of music though too what are they saying and kind of how does this actually resonate with you as to what's coming out of their mouth whether it's kind of truthful or whether it's just a bunch of blah that they're just spitting whole bunch of who blah um i i mean i thought it was great if you you had to just put a bow on this and put a rating on it 
I won't shout out Chance just yet, but if you had to put a bonus and add a rating to it, what would you give it? This is a seven, something like that. I was going to say, this is like a 7.58. Seven and this a is, half? Yeah, this is yeah. a good track. This is pretty good. Uh, so the heart and the tongue, make sure you check that out by Mr. Chance the Rapper, only on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, put that on SoundCloud or something. I don't know why it's just I, on I don't YouTube. Know, that's such a chance move, too, to put it on one platform and not other ones Stupid. for some reason. Next time he releases something, it's probably going to only be on Spotify and not Apple Music, like all this weird separation yeah, stuff. I, I don't know if it's because, like, the sample wasn't, like, I don't know if it had something to do with the sample and whether that was, like, cleared or whatever, but I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, YouTube is loves to strike people down for a good copyright, so <laughs> I don't know. That they do. Kind of weird, but um, moving right along, we have two count them two projects to review uh, i mean we could touch on both of them real quick i, th- I honestly they feel like they're the same project yeah <laughs> to be quite honest i gave you two li- yeah i don't know they're very very similar two li- two little light listens very easy very easy to digest on a friday afternoon well, before we go into this too right yeah. i mean yeah. my my suggestions have been what some would call suspect up until <laughs> up until now from a uh, yeah from a from a from a musical's perspective so i guess i mean the first even off thing... the mic you've been you've been trying to get me to listen to 42 doug and uh poo shiesty so well yeah i mean <laughs> key glock and young Dolph also dropped a double an album a sequel to dumb and dumber so go check that out if you have not already but don't don't bother I, to waste your I, to waste your time your I, your your phone battery don't do that <laughs> i digress but am i kind of getting a little bit of uh, the uh my regaining my uh <laughs> yeah How are we kind of, are we kind of like bridging the gap that had formed post the wale recommendations i was gonna say i i, I strongly considered leaving the podcast after those recommendations <laughs> of what you put me through but slowly you've been regaining my trust it's like we 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 um we we had to separate and take some time apart but yeah. the relationship is reforming um with with chance plus these two projects i think we're back to where we were before we're, we're back three at the three. baseline now Let's back go. immediate um but what was I gonna say? Yeah, they, both these projects they kind of they they felt very similar to me, just in just how easy they were to listen to. And this is not really something I. It, it's kind of hard to put this into words, but just those projects that you can just turn on and it's just so smooth. It's almost like you're listening to smooth jazz, like a babbling brook on a Sunday morning. Just just smooth, like the the production just. It's it's so easy. It's it's not very complex, but in in its lack of complexity, it has it has like an innate quality to it at the same time. Um, everything is so crisp. Everything is is well paced. It's not like the it's not the first version of the Bryson Tiller um, anniversary where you're like, wait, did they mix this correctly? No, everything's mixed well. All the vocals sound good. It's just good music. Like it's that's the that's I mean shout out to Kanye. It's the only way I can. It's the only way I can um, explain. It's just good music. And if we're if we're starting on the um, on the Outrunners because oh actually you sent me Fetty first, but we'll start on the Outrunners because that's what I listened to first. Um, yeah, we should I, introduce this, right? I mean, yeah, the... I was gonna say we're talking about these mystery two projects. Yeah. So we're talking about Fetty with Currency, Freddie Gibbs, and the Alchemist, and Outrunners with Currency and uh, Harry, Harry Fraud. Fraud. And the reason why we brought this up was because de La Musica de Harry Fraud is the one that <laughs> was responsible for the production of Benny the Butcher's most recent uh, project, Plugs I Met Too, uh, which we reviewed on last week's episode. So make sure to check that out. But we, we kind of wanted to get into Harry Fraud back a little bit. And, and Alex had two two aces up his sleeve that he pulled out. And I was like, OK, I, did, I didn't know these existed. Um, and I didn't know Harry Fraud has been making this level quality, this Prolific. quality. Yeah, this quality of production for for a while now. I mean, you hear Harry Fraud every now and then. You're like, okay, this was this was good. This was tough, but you, it's it's just consistently. Apparently, he's been doing this. And currency, I forgot how much I enjoyed currency. I mean, I feel like the last time I listened to him was when I was in like my Dom Kennedy era, which was maybe like four years ago. You know, when you're kind of listening to those artists that aren't really mainstream, a little That's bit off crazy. the map, yeah. um, but are very talented, like a Dom Kennedy um dom kennedy nipsey hustle like they're they're all kind of in the same i don't know grouping for me uh but the man can flow Uh, like no two ways about it i mean we're listening to some of these songs i remember you had conway on uh one of the features and it's it's like a toss-up between in my mind i'm like okay who's actually better on a hair on a harry fraud beat conway um conway currency or uh benny it's it's like it's like a three-way tie i can't decide 
Um, and and the, well, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to add kind of to what you're saying. I think <sighs> currency has this very like unique laid back, it's almost weird. like time slows down kind of flow when you're listening to these projects. Like it slowed I, on purpose or something, but that's just yeah, your voice. <laughs> but I feel like that like really mixes well with what Harry Fraud tries to do because his beats are very, I don't know, it, it's almost like their two styles blend together as far as what he brings to the table from a production standpoint and then how currency kind of layers his flows and layers his bars within there because a lot of the production felt almost like like you said it was just hazy slowed down like you're almost like trapped in this reality that was slightly in uh, rewind which was cool to like sit down and listen to it harry fraud it's like he never gets sped up and what i mean by that is like the everything is going at a very steady pace it's not yeah. a lot of shift changes. It's not, okay, you get to the hook and that's where it kind of like mellows out for a little bit and then you get back into uh, the verses and, and then the beat picks up again. It's just mellow throughout the entire thing. And it, it reminds you, what it, or it reminds me a lot of the things that I heard. It's more refined than this, but in terms of pacing, it reminds me a lot of what you heard on Alfredo and it, heard, it reminds me of a lot of what I heard on Pray for Paris of just very slow down, very gradual um just well-paced production i i really enjoy it. it's it's very very dissimilar from a dj mustard from a uh <laughs> you know from, from a dj yeah. mustard from a pierre born from a metro Boomin. it's it's completely different from those and it's done a much simpler way but because of that simplicity it's it's that's where the brilliance is too it's it's really enjoyable hard to describe but very enjoyable to listen to um, and on the Outrunners, he had some great features, I thought. I thought that Rick Ross feature was excellent. Best excellent. feature artist in the game. <laughs> and speaking of Rick Ross, that's it's, that's that's a great um, kind of kindred spirit for a uh, production like this. Harry Fraud production and Rick Ross go very well together. Uh, very well together. Because everything Harry Fraud produces sounds expensive. And Rick Ross also sounds very expensive. expensive. Yeah, it's just the the, um, the 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 feeling that you get from both of them really pairs well together. But Rick yeah. Ross gave a great verse, not surprisingly, right? Like, he always gives a great verse. Uh, Conway gave a great verse. It was it, it was just a really good project. Like, that's, that's the only way I, I can really slice it. I mean, only, what, like 29, 30 minutes? I listened to it a few times. Yeah. 25, yeah. I listened to it a few times, and I was... Like man, this is this is going in the rotation. Like this is this is something I think I'm going to uh, going to be coming back to. Um, and it's funny because on this one he has um, he has so many bars that are like timely. Um, so many bars of like the pandemic and sitting inside his house and how he can't wait to go outside. I don't know. It's it's very it's it's very relatable just in how transparent it is of you know what he's been going through with the pandemic and how he's been stacking his money he's been preparing for a day like this um you know he's hoping his son can can roll down the streets like he was it, it was just really cool um as i'm looking here even even the woods khalifa feature was good and i don't even like Wiz khalifa it was you know nice. like it's like everybody was just eating on this everybody was having um uh ha- having a good showing on on this project it was good no no i feel like that's all i gotta say it was it was really good um, it's hard it's hard to add anything more to that right i don't know yeah, there's, right. Not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot of criticism or a whole lot of i don't yeah. know because it's not like this isn't an album i don't think that's gonna like completely blow you out of the water no from but it's from, just everything's done well but it's just really really solid like there's nothing there's nothing there that's just like breathtaking or mind-blowing i don't think but it's everything is done right yeah it's easy to listen to and it's it's like you said it's done very well <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the Outrunners. I probably give that scale of one to ten just off the top of my head. I probably should listen to it more a few more times before I give a formal rating. I think that's seven point five territory. Yeah, um, whatever the whatever the Benny is, I'd add like point three or point five. Yeah, right. Just I just kind of elevated a little yeah, bit just over that slightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Benny. I'm, I apologize. Um, but for. Fetty, I actually didn't get through this entire one. I got through maybe um, maybe three, four songs of it. And what's interesting to me, when you just think of, I'm starting to realize how much good music I think people are missing out on with these artists that are very, very prolific. Freddie Gibbs makes a lot of music. I, like it's, album, it's, man. Yeah. It's, star- it's starting to hit me. I'm like, dude, 
he makes he made this. He made Alfredo. He made um that other project before Alfredo. That I can the never Mad remember. Lib one bandana the Mad, or whatever. Exactly yeah. with the with like the animals um looking over Hollywood or whatever. Yep. It's like this and he just dropped that other um that other project the other day, which is like a deluxe version of um a previous one. And and then he's dropping random singles every. I'm like, dude, when does this guy sleep? Like, he just makes a ton of music. He almost reminds me of, and correct me if I'm wrong, he almost reminds me of Rick Ross in very in similar. terms of very similar in terms well, of style, in terms yeah. of uh, almost their persona and and what they kind of represent, and the the nature of never missing and just a very consistent level of production, uh, or or what a very consistent level of what they're producing over time. they they it's like he's the modern day rick ross i mean rick ross is still the modern day rick ross but i don't know freddie gibbs is he he, he's giving me a lot of rick ross vibes what are you gonna say i don't know i was gonna i mean gibbs currency and ross are very similar in that they're all just they they are they live to make music if that makes sense i don't Mm -hmm. know like that same thing with benny like they just make music like that is their profession like it's 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 a it's it's literally a a job i think so it's like that's what they that's what they do i mean the more you make the more money you make as well so it's like i think i'll tell that to kendrick (laughs) yeah well at the same time if you can make so much high quality music which these guys consistently push out it's like why wouldn't you why wouldn't you keep going (laughs) but that's and that's the thing like i think i don't know it's it's almost like there's the artists that play different type of games you know, there's the artists that play the volume game. I'm just going to throw as much stuff out there and see what sticks to the wall. Or I'm just going to drop one project every two, three years, and that's going to be my thing. I think they fall somewhere in the middle of like, it, it's not low quality. It, it's 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 not low quality just because it's bulk. It's like bulk and quality at the same time. It's it's it, great. It's like Costco. It's <laughs> fascinating to me, dude. Yeah, I, we, Kendrick is like old school, like Louis Vuitton, where they used to like burn their product in order to like limit the uh, the output that they have right right like right, right. he's he's the scarcity and then you gibbs ross and everybody are kind of like ferrari where it, you, Super you can, surplus. yeah you can get it whenever you want it and it's it's still a luxury good like it's, it's still, still great <laughs> yeah it's still so. great um so so if, if you want to um kind of weigh in on this one because like i said i didn't listen to this one too much only maybe two three songs in what do you what do you think of fetty i mean from the little bit i heard of it very similar to the Outrunners in terms of pacing. Uh, the Alchemist is a little bit different from um, Harry Fraud. Is I think amazing. It's, it, it, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> put simply, he is amazing. I, I think the difference comes in for me is that I think the Alchemist maybe takes a little bit more liberty, creative liberty in terms of doing things that are a little bit more dynamic, playing around a little 100%. bit more, um, and adding. I hate to say this, but a little bit of magic to to the production. It feels like. Um, you might get a you might get a nice piano riff just coming in out of nowhere, or just a um, like something a little bit off key to go along with um, w- w- with what the artist is performing in terms of their vocals, and it just it adds a little bit of it adds just a little bit of pop to it, which um, which is nice. Harry Fraud is like one consistent line, just 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 straight across, just going running parallel, and the, Not a whole the lot alchemist. Of deviation, is, yeah. Yeah, and the alchemist is just like the same thing, but just a few little skips, a few little skips here and there to to, to kind of um, differentiate. So yeah, the alchemist I think is a little bit closer to Mad Lib if we're talking in yes. that vein yes. of uh, that vein of just excellent, more old school kind of production. But mm-hmm. this, like you said, this album is very similar in that we're yes. listening to artists that are kind of one and the same, and that I think Gibbs is kind of like the slightly elevated version. Of currency like just a little bit just a tad just yeah <laughs> but I mean very similar from a content perspective flows are a little bit different but how they approach uh, how they approach songs I think they do they both do in a very similar way so like you said if I had to rate this album I think I'd put it a little bit higher just based on the fact that I like the alchemist production a little bit more than what harry fraud tends to do because like you said i think it's it's interesting in that there is just like a little sprinkle of something different in every single track which i think makes listening to it just like i don't know there's a little bit of a sense of suspense because you're not really sure what he's gonna blend (laughs) into the beat on any given uh on any given song but yeah it's really (laughs) it's just a really good album once again and if you haven't heard it i mean Willie Lloyd is, yeah, Willie Lloyd is a classic. This is just like 
it's just a nine track quick listen of really really solid music once again that's not ground shaking or earth shattering but Mm -hmm. it's just very good and this is my follow question before we because we're already at 30 so we'll we'll transition soon but i know right do you think that because artists like rick ross and and freddie gibbs and benny the butcher griselda as a whole really make good music at a consistent level do you think that works to their detriment a little bit that they should create a little bit more scarcity a little bit more exclusivity with their music like you're putting out stuff that's so good all the time you kind of people kind of get accustomed to the things you're doing it's like the lebron james effect he's been doing it so well so good for so long that it's it's not as impressive anymore yeah, I don't know. The beauty of them, I think, is they don't care, which is interesting. In an, in an ideal I world, I think, I think, yeah. Like if you're if you're trying to, if you're trying to create a a really really specific brand type that is similar to a Kendrick or similar to a Cole, and that they kind of thrive off of that that mystery that shrouds mm-hmm. them as far when as when are they gonna drop? When are they gonna yeah? Drop? When are they gonna drop? Yeah. yeah. They are very, very luxury brand in that sense. When I just don't think, I just don't think they care. Like artists like, like Griselda and like Currency, and like uh, Freddie, they just, yeah. they just want to make, they just want to make good music. And whether that happens every two weeks or whether it happens every two years, like I don't think they care. As long as they're behind what they make and they think it's good, they're gonna put it out. Like there's no there's no coordinated or targeted like drake like effort where i'm gonna spend three years in between these things regardless if i make good tracks in between i don't know which i really respect because they just want to push out great content whenever they make it which is very cool to me and not a lot of artists i think have the ability nor the want to necessarily do that fair enough i mean i'm looking back through um freddie's kind of collection here and i mean 2009 2010 2012 2013 14 few things in 14 actually 15 more things in 15 skip yeah. se- 16 17 18 18 19 20 20 20 20 and 2021 he's kind of just getting started i mean it's just it's it's very consistent throughout there's no there's nothing there's no gap that is more more than a year um and he's been doing this for you know the better part of a decade now and this and just comparing it to where he is in terms of popularity i just think like hmm could he have been a little bit further but at the same time you you play that scarcity game and it doesn't necessarily work for everybody um for some people you have to make a lot of music to kind of stay on people's minds um and for others you can just drop that one classic project and yeah. you know he's never had like for example he's never had a um a trap soul something that's been that popular something that's been that well recognized of like man that's ridiculous but an artist like Bryson Tiller that's that's what his career is based off of one album yeah (laughs) it's it's ridiculous yeah I don't know Freddie's one of those guys it's like I don't know I mean then again Alfredo might do that for him but but once again though it's like an indie movie basically like incredibly like critically acclaimed but like from a popularity from a mainstream perspective it's just like brushed under the rug a little bit just because it's not it's not Mm -hmm. it's not it's not pop music like it's not what people like want to listen to necessarily so i don't he he probably will never get that because freddie's not going to make music that is kind of like i don't know mainstream yeah it's mainstream or that's commercial that's pop or anything like that his single was actually more mainstream the one with schoolboy q so maybe Mm. i'm wrong on that but you're getting there how old is Freddie Gibbs? Like thirty something, maybe. Got to be in his mid thirties. He he's looks hilarious. like an old dude. Yeah, he's hilarious on Twitter too. If anybody I'm wants sure. to follow, to follow Freddie, dude. I'm is... sure he says all types of random stuff on there. Dude is absolutely hilarious. Let's see, Freddie. Let's do the quick research. I'm going quick with transition 30, research. Thirty-seven. Oh, he's thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah. I mean, he's reaching. I mean, this is this is like the end of his uh, the end of his prime here. I would um, I would imagine so. It's uh, it's 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 his style, and and that's I think how he's just gonna ride out and keep it going. Um, I think I don't know. I, I think I prefer this. I, if I had to choose, I think I do prefer this. Um, in terms of in terms of if I could have it one way or the other, I'd rather have the prolific artist rather than the uh, the one that's super slowed down and and uh, super slowed down in terms of their um their release schedule um so i guess i, I guess i, I shouldn't yeah. complain well, too much so it's right? like andre 3000 right like he oh, has thousands 
well, he has thousands and thousands of songs just like unreleased sitting in a vault apparently. So like, would I rather, <laughs> would I rather have that than what his current discography is now? Probably. Mm. And then, then again, like if they were released and some of them were not nearly as critically acclaimed as what his discography is as of now, like how would that affect his legacy as an artist as well? So it's a weird, it's a weird tightrope that you have to walk. Yeah. Alrighty. So with that, let us transition to the second half of the show. Uh, we're sitting at 35 minutes right now. Can we wrap it up in about 15 minutes? Let's see. 10 we minutes. About, 10 minutes, right. We do have a decent amount to talk about. So, Lord. Ah, what do you, I guess we should kind of get the negativity out of the way first. Just just push that out there and, and get it going. Put it in the open. Put it in the open indeed. So in the past few weeks, there have been, I, I would say in the past three, four weeks, I would say, um, there have been two mass shootings, um, one in Boulder, Colorado is the most recent, um, where I believe that happened at a grocery store. And then secondarily to that was at, or was in Atlanta, three separate, um, three separate massage parlors or nail salons, general like spas, I guess, um, that were, uh, owned by Asian individuals and were frequented by other Asian customers too. Um, and it was just, I don't know, we didn't really talk about it uh, initially as it came out because, and I don't know, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you feel like these didn't get enough like attention in terms of like enough, I thought this Not was, I thought, no, I thought this was very like, and I hate, I, I hate to say this, but it felt like no one really cared. Like it, it, it really, to me, it really felt like there was not a lot of, not well, a felt, lot of, it felt we, too normal. It felt too normal, right? Too like, normal. I don't know. It, it felt as if everyone was just, oh, this, this happened usual. again. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, of course, there's other takeaways from that it other than that. Messed but up. It, that's the thing that kind of bothered me the most about it. That kind of, I, I, don't, I don't know. I wanted to sit back to see maybe I'm, maybe I'm not paying attention to it enough. Maybe I'm kind of overreacting a little bit, but just generally it, it really felt like especially that first shooting boom it happens that's that's ridiculous i mean he went to three different places to 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 carry out this mission that he had uh and it, it just felt like it got covered for like a few days man we really need to stop um you know aap i hate all right you know moving on to the next it's like wait a minute no like that's what just happened was ridiculous but I don't know. It just feels like it's been. <laughs> Let me launch back in. Yeah, was, cut. Sorry, right. Sorry for the cut, guys. But it's it just feels like it's been way too normalized. And we say that with every shooting. And oh, I mean, even the fact that you're just saying every shooting, it's just so surreal. And I think the 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 blueprint for or or the 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 fingerprint or the I, I don't know the the layout for both of these occurrences was very different um, in terms of. The, the one that happened in Atlanta very much seemed racially motivated as much as everyone's like, oh, wait, no, it might not be a hate crime. I'm like, what else could it be? Yeah. <laughs> Am I missing something? No, what else not. could be what else could be what else could something be labeled where you go into three separate establishments, which are like 10, which are 20 minutes ish apart, you know, fairly separate They're not, you know, lined up in a row and you carry out the same mission at each one against the same type of people. I, I, I don't really know what else you, you call one that. Plus one equals two, man. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. It just seems like you have to do, you have to jump through so many hoops to even get any type of recognition as to what something is. Where When it's blatantly obvious to me, at least, and maybe I'm just an idiot, but it's blatantly obvious to me and so many other people, it feels like. Yeah. And you, and you just hear popular media. You hear the police chief in the given area just say, oh, well. I just had a bad day, you know, it's just, is what it is. I'm like, dude, this is not a, a cat getting stuck in a tree. Like this is, this is, a, this is a crazy occurrence that just happened. And it's I an feel act of terror technically. I mean, yeah, but it's, I feel like Americans just don't believe that domestic terrorism is a thing. They just, they think that's a myth. They think it's only, it's only guys who wear things on their head and have long beards or terrorists. That's, that's the only person that could be a terrorist apparently. Um, and, and that come from the, the Middle East, even though we've had more domestic terrorist attacks than international outside terrorist attacks in our history. I mean, and it's not even close. Like it's, it's not even close, but Hey, what, what do I know? Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, I, I feel like both of these 
both of these just kind of, I don't know, it felt like we, we weren't necessarily progressing forward in how we were, um, how we were kind of handling situations like this and being aware of, of the hate and the violence that was uh, against certain, um, against certain minorities. And not to say that we were going forward in any respect, because I don't think we were, but just the reaction to this and the overall feeling I have after these two, it's just, man, we were, we were, we're kind of on the money with what we were talking about in previous episodes where it just feels like, all right, man, you. this really sucks. We, we got to get it together. Oh, well, yeah. we were not wrong. It's just, I don't know. It just left me felt, feeling very, and I can only imagine because it's uh, the Asian community has been going through this thanks to to Donald Trump calling it the China virus, thanks to him blaming anyone who who is of, of Asian descent, even if you were born in in America for this virus. Um, you know, you were scapegoated by your own president. I mean, how must that how must that feel? I, I mean, that's literally that's literally out of the playbook of Adolf Hitler. Like, oh, just oh, something bad is happening. Blame Jewish individuals. Something bad is happening with this pandemic. Blame a minority. Um, in this case, the the Asian the Asian community, um, or Asian American Pacific Islander community. It's just I don't know. It's it just leaves me feeling very discouraged, and I can only imagine how individuals um, who who fear for their life because of the way they look um, in the AAPI community feel. And that's only one of the shootings that's happened in the past month. Then we have a second one in Colorado. That's in terms of, um, you know, uh, the victims, 10 compared to the eight that were in the, the previous one. It's just like, dude, we have, we, I, it's, it's incredible to me. It's, it's, it's just, it's actually incredible. And we almost had a third. <laughs> we almost had a third. I was talking about the other day at the public grocery store um, where a person basically tried to reenact what the other dude did. And it's just like, where are we at right now? It's like we're in the it's like we're in the twilight zone or something. I I don't I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it, and it just feels like I don't know. Maybe we've maybe we've just hit like a critical mass of just too many negative things happening to the point where it's just like we're just numb to it now. But it's like anytime you kind of escape that numbness and then really think about where you are, what's happening, and what's going on in the world, it's like has the world been this bad like for a while like it's it feels like we're at a really just negative point in in history of mankind right now yeah at least in well, american feel, history yeah i feel like the media just pumps like so much just like hyper hyperbolic news at you 24 7 3652 that it's almost whether it's right or wrong people tend to get des des desensitized to just some of these like traumatic news events just because i feel like especially now we hear about something terrible what feels like almost every single day which should not take away from the fact that that anything happens on any given day but i feel like the, yeah. the population as a whole almost is like this is just another another check on the uh the wall of kind of horrificness that's going yeah on. It's, it's just like another stamp of well another another tragedy another yeah. bad thing i mean it's just I don't we know. haven't even talked about guns too right like <laughs> it, it, it. it's it's a whole that's a whole nother i guess that's a whole nother discussion for another podcast like, when we have more than 10 yeah minutes. yeah we'll have to we'll have to talk we we do have to to kind of talk about that a little bit more because that's I, that is a root of the issue as well. well well yeah and what i will say is this is like the tip of the iceberg of mm -hmm. if i don't know i did a for part of my job, I did a uh, basically we did a project on the Gov Ball in New York, and my job was to basically assess at the, an active assailant threat as far as what that would mean if somebody really tried to do some damage at a music festival with that kind of size and that kind of scope. And if you start running some of these models, it becomes incredibly frightening what people can do with. Mm -hmm. a, a, a semi-automatic rifle in an area with not a whole lot of space so i and, and this is one of those things where i just don't i'm yet to understand why somebody has the right to own one of those weapons that's basically meant for killing people there's no other there's no other reason why they're like really in existence they're literally meant to mow down people overseas in acts of war so it, it it just continues to baffle me how people can get their hands on these things and how they're so widespread and so prevalent throughout the U.S. Because 
it, it just it makes no sense why one needs one, why they need to be there, or why one should even have access to one of those. So it's just another thing to kind of add to the <laughs> to the what the hell, right? Because it's just going to be one of those political talking points too, where we say, "Oh, we need gun reform," blah 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 blah, and then we forget about it five minutes exactly. later. Exactly. So and it's just I I feel like I don't do I could never be a politician. I, I just I couldn't because it's just. It's it's just circular talking over and over and over again. Tragedy happens. That's the start point. Boom. Now we need to talk about it. Now everyone needs to shake their fist and bang their or bang their fist and shake their head about how terrible it is. Then you slow down. You, you put out a few hashtags. You put out a few things to smooth it over. And then you, you keep going until the next thing happens. Then you reinitiate the process again. But nothing 100%. actually changes. But and you, and you just keep you just keep repeating that cycle, repeating that cycle, repeating yeah. that cycle. And it's just. Oh my goodness! I mean, for the the people affected, for the families affected, for the the communities affected on a larger scale, it's just it's not good enough. Like it's not good enough, and it just doesn't feel it does it doesn't feel genuine. You know, I understand why these protests are happening. I understand why um, you know individuals are angry because even aside from the tragedy, it's it's the response to it. It's that's even more frustrating. You know, you, you can't necessarily stop people from doing things like that, but you can put things in place that would make it harder to do. You can make or, it more challenging. 100%. Exactly. And it's just no one cares to do that. No one can be bothered to or, or a large enough group of of of, um, of government can't be bothered to really sit down and say, OK, we're, you know, us debating this, us going back and forth on this and us being so just i don't i don't even know just just so immovable on this top the uh, uh on this this subject and and coming to the stalemate literally is resulting in people dying it's like it's it's like a direct correlation like the all this back and forth i think that there's blood on your hands for that of of not being able to come to a solution or um, any type of consensus faster yeah and it's the same thing with the with the pandemic i mean you debate over and over, should we give them $1,400 or $1,200 or $1,100? And it's just, you're going back and forth on these little minutia. Meanwhile, people are just literally going hungry in their own homes, dying, freezing to death. It's like, oh my God, I, I don't understand. I and everybody, do everybody, every, everybody's guilty, right? It's not, and that's the sad thing. It's not just exactly. like one side i mean republicans no. have no. absolutely horrible politics and a lot of them tend to be very nasty people as far as what they what they believe in and i don't want to generalize too because there are people that are that are good but a lot of the uh, political agendas that particularly the party in office tends to push are <laughs> horrific especially i don't know if you go look at what's going on in atlanta or george i should say from a voting rights perspective what went on this last week is pretty disgusting and i'm sure we'll talk about that on a future podcast as well but yeah, it's both that was another it's, thing actually i almost added to the list on this one i was yeah. like i don't think we have enough time yeah, yeah but it's both sides of the aisle right i don't know like if you if you're not getting stuff done you're complete you're complicit in what's going yeah, on exactly and it's like that's that's not good enough because there's going to be another las vegas there's going to be another situation like that it's just a matter of when not a matter of like if. Not not a matter. Yeah, exactly. It's not a matter of like if that's gonna happen. It's a matter of when that's gonna happen. It could be a year, six months, two years. I don't know. Could but be next week. Yeah, but the fact that that's still a possibility, and there's been nothing very easily really, too. Yeah, and there's been nothing put into place to like try to prevent stuff like this is. And that's the thing. Since I mean, if I'm thinking back, the the one that always kind of represents the um, not necessarily the jumping off point because obviously things happen before that, but. The thing that always sticks into my mind is the um, the Aurora shooting, which I believe was the movie theater shooting. Yes, that's uh, it's like oh, or even before that, Cindy Sandy Hook Sandy actually Hook, is, yeah. is 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 probably the um the, the kind of like uh, in like the timeline of my brain, uh, that's kind of like the the starting point. And it's like in a situation, I think I said this, or at least I, I think I had these feelings at the time. It's like if this doesn't cause reform or change, nothing will nothing's happen. going to. I mean, what 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 population can be more innocent than elementary school children? White <laughs> elementary school children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if that's not going to move the needle in any meaningful direction and people are still going to say, well, you know, that is a tragedy, but I, I still have to have my, my M16. I'm sorry. I need that. You know, it's just like, Give okay, that. <laughs> that 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 shows me of where we are just as a as a 
people like that it's it's going to stay this way i'm gonna have to move seriously like, i'm not sure if i could live here anymore with people who are just so just self-absorbed so selfish so hateful it's just uh, it's it's ridiculous it's it's honestly ridiculous i i feel for the individuals that one who lost family members in in these That's two yeah in the in these two most recent shootings and also the individuals who feel like it's it could be me next like it could easily be me next and that you have a you have the right to to feel that way because it really could and your government's not going to do anything to protect you period end of story yeah, they don't care. <laughs> like they don't they do not care they would rather virtue signal than make anything actually like tangible happen for you. Isn't isn't that incredible? You know, with the amount of effort that you put in trying to look good, you don't put any effort into really yeah. changing anything meaningfully. But then again, that's politics in a nutshell. That literally is politics in a nutshell. Actually, I'm I'm glad we we came to that out uh, at that point. You do as much on the surface to make it look like you're actually doing something, but behind the scenes, you're really not moving the needle in it's any maintaining the. And then I blame quo. the other person. Yes. <laughs> They're all good. They're all they're all aiming for the same thing, which is nothing. It feels like <laughs> exactly. So. Everyone is just pushing us towards nothing. It's pushing us towards the exact same place we've always been. I think there must be something that you, some like blood ritual you have to do when you go into government to say, okay, you won't actually try to advance the country, right? Like you're actually gonna like keep it the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You're yeah, in. you can you can do it. Okay, cool. Bet. Um, see you at the debate next week. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, so um. That's that's kind of my final word on that. I, I, I my heart goes out to those individuals affected. But moving on to the last, let's let's wrap this up in like the next seven minutes because we're about to be at an hour. I, just, I don't know if I'm a place to go into a happier. To go I was gonna say you might have to. You want to save that till next week's episode? We can end push it, there. it. What do you think? We can end it there. That's yeah. Fine. I I don't know. I feel like that's a good. I I don't even know if yeah. I feel like the topic is not even worth kind yeah, of yeah. painting over with 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 something I agree. else. I agree. So that's where we're gonna we're gonna end it there. The transition episode fifty one. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the transition underscore pod if you want to see all the weird and wonderful stuff we do over there. See all the cool posts that we put up over there for each episode. We try to make a little graphic design for you guys. You know how it is. Um, and yeah, we'll see you nice in the next Dimitri, episode. Man. Yo, call your politicians about gun reform. Call local government. Do Just what call you your need politicians to do. about a lot of different things. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of lot, lot of things that need to get taken care of. Amen to that, brother. All right. Peace.